Hi, Joey. Maybe far away, <laughs> or preferably real nearby, Neil Patrick Harris and his husband want to adopt a 30-something-year-old guy. <laughs> Did you write this one out? Maybe in a house, perhaps in Beverly Hills. He's sitting playing piano. He's sitting paying my bills. <laughs> Is it over yet? Betcha they're young. <laughs> Betcha they're smart. Betcha they buy all the things in my Amazon cart. Betcha they're good. Why shouldn't they be? Their big mistake has been ignoring me. Now are you done? So maybe <laughs> now it's time, and maybe when they wake, I'll be standing by their bedside calling them baby. <laughs> now are you done? <laughs> now I'm done. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Here's the deal. I have never wished i was an orphan more than this week why because my family has been away oh i'm sorry do your intro hi everybody i'm mike that's joe i live in the san francisco bay area joe lives in la we've been friends for over a decade and each week we call each other and we just catch up my family has been away for a week on a cruise and it's been amazing my did your my brother bro go yeah my brother and his family on a separate cruise with his in-laws so my parents took that opportunity to opportunity to go on their own cruise and they all get back today and it's been a week of no family and it's been amazing i love it it's kind of i mean i understand that because i've i've lived in southern california when my family was in phoenix and then now i live far away from them i get that but it gets old after a while oh really yeah they were in jamaica and my mom <sighs> my mom texted me i guess she had cell service in jamaica and she was like um we just had jerk chicken. Uh, reminded us of you. Wait, because <laughs> you're a jerk, or I don't know. I haven't talked you, to them. Do you like jerk? I chicken? do cook. I do cook. I've never made them jerk chicken though. That's funny. Yeah, it could go either way with my parents. It could mean like you're a jerk, or it could mean we like this and you should make it or something. Oh, well, that's good. So they come back tonight. Yeah, I'm picking up from the airport at ten thirty. Ew. Did your mm -hmm. brother come back? today too yeah but my brother um uses a car service yeah so uh, he's doing that's what he's doing that's cool i um i've never been on a cruise but i've thought i mean it's something that older people do really because if you're young and you have the money to travel you're not going to go to a resort you're going to like travel travel right? True. good point good point but have you ever been or have you ever been curious about these gay cruises kind of not super curious. No, because here's what it is. It's kind of like a nudist colony because you see the ads for the gay cruises and it's literally like the hottest people ever. And you're like, you know they're not on that fucking cruise. You know it's all people who look like Leslie Jordan from Will and Grace <laughs> trolling around on that boat. You know? um, and I think I would imagine a lot of hooking up happens. Would oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're. There's two glasses, each with uh, effervescent in them with their teeth inside of them. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I just don't think – I think that the idea of all-inclusive sounds, you know, very appealing. Like, just to pay and then to go and not worry about any of that, no payment, just do whatever you want. But then, I don't know, just resort isn't very adventurous. Well, I don't think cruises work like that. Cruises, you still have to pay for alcohol. They have some that are all oh, inclusive. Really? Yeah. And you yeah. can buy, like, you can buy packages where all your alcohol is included. On some cruises, I know. Anyway. So, here's another story. Forget this. So, I have this kid that I mentor. His name's Jose. Okay, and I haven't really talked about him that much on the on the show. He came over this week, and we went to dinner to this place, this this uh, little Mexican hole in the wall called Chipotle. Heard of it? Yeah, yeah. And you know how Chipotle works, right? It's like a subway, but for Mexican food. Right. Okay. So we go in. It's empty, except for this really tall, gray-haired man and his kids. 
So we get like, and the, the he's already being helped. They're already building his burritos or whatever, and we're um, we're behind in line. And then I recognize the guy, and it's uh, this James Cameron, right? Okay. Uh huh. Now here's the deal. I see celebrities frequently, not all the time, but a lot, right? And I don't usually care, but it was weird seeing James Cameron because he's one of those celebrities you never expect to see in real life. Like, you just imagine he just, like, lives in a dungeon and never leaves. Why? I don't know. I just, for some reason, Jose said I got this look on my face, like, whoa, you know, like, super, and I did because I just don't expect to see James Cameron out in the world. (laughs) Same thing with Tom Cruise. Don't you think if you saw Tom Cruise? Okay, out... I get Tom Cruise. I, I'd imagine he lives in like the Scientology fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Cameron is a, James Cameron's the same way with me. I don't expect to see him out in real life. So anyway, we I'm just whatever. After the moment of shock of seeing him in public, whatever. So this Mexican woman goes up to Jose and she's like, "What can I make for you?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, uh, you know, I'll have a burrito." And as she's making the burrito, she goes, "You know what? I know you." She's saying this to Jose. I know you from somewhere. She's telling him this in Spanish, by the way, too. She says, I know you. I know you. And he's very politely going like, oh, you know, whatever. Because what you don't know is Jose was in a movie a year, a year ago or two years ago uh, called A Better Life. Um, it's a really good movie. It's about um, the relationship between a Mexican gardener and his son. Mm-hmm. And even the actor, Demian Bachir, was nominated for an Academy Award for best actor for his mm-hmm. part in the movie. So a lot of, especially Mexicans have seen it. So finally Jose is like, Oh, you know, I played the son in a better life. And she's like, Oh my God. And she starts like freaking out. Right. <laughs> James Cameron was in front yes, of him. <laughs> yes. And like James, James Cameron is now staring at Jose. And then the boss went around the corner and, and she goes, you want extra meat? And he's like, sure. And she like, gives him extra meat. You know, that was, that's what you get. <laughs> So, so then James Cameron pays for his food and leaves. And so Jose's like, do you know who that was in front of us? And he goes, she goes, oh, yeah, it's James Cameron. He comes in all the time, you know. It, but she was like, oh, my God. And she's still freaking out over Jose, which that was so funny. So anyway, I went to go see uh, Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday. Oh, yeah. You said you were going to. I went to go see it with um, – before I get to the stories that are actually pre-taping, um, Rachel Maddow was fine. She didn't do anything obnoxious. I don't know. Have you seen the episode yet? No, it's on the DVR, though. Okay. It's a fine episode. She's fine. Whatever. Oh, you, oh is it on DVR? If you yeah. look carefully did, during the audio did shot. Did you catcall or anything? No. but You th- should have like yelled my name or something so that we could have communicated over the TV. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah. um, anyway, if you uh, we had really good seats because they were VIP seats. Because mm-hmm. I'm a very important person. Right. So if when they do the audience shot, you have to like pause it and look for me, but you can see me. I, okay. I've already done it. It would be funny if you like laughed really loud at a, one of his jokes that were not funny. Girl, th- th- we should have it made already that. happened. We should have decided that beforehand. Next time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so but the, the stories I have have to do with being in line. So my friend Noel and Logan, I went with them. And Noel is friends with a person who works on the show. And she left an iTunes review. She left a very nice iTunes Thanks, review. Thanks, yes. Noel. Yeah. And, in fact, they listened to the show. And they were, oh. we went to dinner afterwards, and they were like, okay, well, we're going to hear the shit you're going to talk on us on the podcast. And I was like, Don't, what are you talking about? Okay, anyway, forget this. <laughs> so here it is. So we show up to this real time with Bill Maher, right? It's me, Logan, Noel, and this girl, Lydia. CBS Studios, right? CBS Studios right there on uh, Fairfax. This girl, Lydia, me, I don't really know Lydia very well, and Logan and Noel. Are Logan and Noel are married? They're married to each other, yes. Okay. So Noel shows up with this giant, like, Mike, the purse is so giant, right? And I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't know. Should I? You know, we're starting to do a check-in. They're going through security. She goes, I don't know. Should I check in? Should I put it back in the car or not? Logan's like, no, don't put it in the car. And I was like, ew, why does Logan care if she has her purse with her, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then I find out. Uh, she's like, oh, okay, I ask. I'm like, what? And she goes, uh, Logan needs to have constantly have, like, snacks, you know, at all times. Right? And I was like, what? I mean, we're going to dinner after this. 
And yeah. she goes, he can't go. I'm, is he diabetic or something? Is this a real thing? Because you're an expert in diabetes. But I was assuming like this, maybe some diabetics need like food at all times handy. Sure. She's like, no. He just gets hungry. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so you'd be sitting in the in the audience. He'd be like, mm, I want a salami now. And she'd no. pull like a giant like salami out of the bag. Shut up. And no. I was like, what <laughs> is going on here? And like this big giant production of like a picnic going on in real time with Bill Maher. <laughs> and I was like, this is ridiculous. Okay. So here's another story. Okay. So when so you see, know, you had to, in VIP line even, you have to sit in the line for a little bit. Not as long as everybody else, but for a little bit. And we were sitting in the line, and um, Logan and Noel were like, oh, we're going to go to the bathroom now. It was just before we have to, because you can't go really when you're in the studio. So they got up to leave. And so it's, now it's just me and this Lydia, who I don't even really know. Mm-hmm. Right? And they, as soon as they walk away, I'm like, oh, so how's uh, I heard you're married? You know? And she goes, well, I haven't really told Logan and Noel this, but um, I'm getting divorced. <gasps> and I was like, oh! <gasps> Yeah, you know, it's really tough because uh, we have a kid and uh, we're still staying in the same house, but I really can't stand. And then, like, Logan Noel would come back and be like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I was like, I was like, I had this, like, shocked look on my face the whole time. And then Logan Noel would be like, oh, we have to go to the car to, to call the babysitter or something like that, right? And then they'd leave and she'd be like, so anyway, um, I don't know. Every night I just you know, look at him and I want to strangle him to death. You know, I just can't stand being next to him at any time in the day. Like, I just hate, hey, Noel, what's going on? Oh, can I have some salami? And, like, I always had this horrified look on my face because of this uh, drama she would drop on me as soon as they walked away. It was horrible. So you know all about her drama. Did she ever tell them that night or no? Well, she, well if she didn't, they're finding out right now. <laughs> well. I, I wrestled with this about what to talk about, but I, that's the story. Wow. Um, I have more stories. I'm full of stories. Oh, my God. This, this is what happens when I leave the gilded cage. Right. Well, so get this. So yesterday, um, my cousin Richard, I have his gay cousin. Okay. He's a week younger than I am, and he's gay. Okay. And he texted me something where he was like, something, something, something. And because he's gay, in fact, I got this from him. And you've probably heard me say this on the podcast. I go like, girl, you know, like, girl this or girl that. Mm-hmm. Well, he texted me. Well, Which was, you only do on the podcast, by the way. I when know, we I talk really on, the on the phone, phone, you never do that. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm on Facebook when he texts me, and I see his name on the chat, right? Okay. So I text him. I go, girl, what? call me. What are you doing? Just call me or something like that, right? Then I see the picture, and the picture is his mom and dad. And I remember that he has the same name as his dad. Oh, no. I got so scared, I ran away from the computer. So you said to his dad, girl, call me? Yeah, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> call me. And the, and the dad is very, like, old school Mexican man. Mm-hmm. Like, old school Mexican man. So I like, got so scared, I ran away from the computer. Like, you know, like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden when God came walking in. But I, then, I, then I heard, <laughs> I like to make biblical references sometimes. So then I hear the noise that he's, um, that he's, uh, responded know, responded plonk and he goes like first of all i'm not a girl and i'm like <gasps> no no this is horrible this is horrible and then he was like i think you text i think you messaged the wrong person i was so embarrassed but i want to talk about something here <laughs> that's so embarrassing it's horrible it's horrible <laughs> right so yeah. get this so my fr- my best friend adam who will come up again later in the podcast my best friend adam it, it, it hates when I say girl on the podcast. I think for the very reason that you say, I don't really use it in real life, but I use it on the podcast. It almost feels fake when you do it. Like really? it's when, well, it's kind of like when a really white person says like, what up dog? Like it's mm-hmm. not genuine. Well, I, I actually don't notice when I use it on the show. I don't know why I do it on here, but anyway, so, um, so get this. So, I, I do I, I do say it sometimes. So my friend Mercedes, she started calling people girl. Okay. And she calls Men and me, women? Men and women. And she was telling me, in fact, I, we went to an event together this week. And there was this problem with parking. It's a whole long story. It's boring. But there was this big black security guard. Like big. <laughs> and he was like telling her where to go. And she's like, girl, you know, I've been dealing with this all day. And he looked at her. With this face, I was afraid for my life. 
<laughs> and, That's beautiful. But then I but then I said to her, I go, why did you do that? And she goes, you know what? I thought about this because I call men girl all the time now. She goes, I, my whole life, I've had a deal with them saying to me, dude and guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah. hey, guys. Hey, dude. Like, dude, don't do this. And she was sure. like, so they can deal with girl. I'm True. Bra- I'm making girl gender neutral, like dude and guy. Okay, I like that. I support that. Yeah, and so I now have a political reason to say girl for that. <laughs> um, just a couple of quick mentions, and then we can hear your boring stories. But um, the first time – I was kidding, by the way. I could tell Whatever. that really hurt you. I'm um, trying to find out how to hang up from this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever did stand-up comedy, uh, an established comic dropped in unannounced and did a set. He's not very famous. You wouldn't know him. He had some Comedy Central specials. His name was Scott Kennedy, and he was a redneck-looking guy. It looked like a big redneck. He was very funny, and he would do his whole set, and he, he kind of had like a, I wouldn't say a redneck act, but like a very like straight, beer-guzzling, white guy kind of approach to comedy. Mm-hmm. But then at the end... Was he, he lo- like a cable guy, or you might be a redneck? No, 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 no. He wasn't like that. Just more like a like a... Like a like a jockey guy. Okay. But like a jock, end, not yeah. a jockey. That's yeah. weird. Oh, yeah, sorry. Like a jock type. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, by the last five minutes, he would drop the bombshell that he was gay. Okay. And he would turn it on the audience and, you know, make it a show about how, you know, don't judge your perceptions and whatnot. And he was actually funny when he did it. And it was very funny. Well, Scott Kennedy passed away this week. Oh, wow. I don't know how yet, but uh, he was 42, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to give him a shout-out on the show. Did he do drugs or anything? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? He was kind of bigger. I think he's like me. I think his Colonel Sanders might have been his drug. So well, that's too bad. Yeah. And then a plug. Um, I have some friends who made a movie called Admission. It stars Tina Fey and Paul Rudd, and it comes out this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, had, I played absolutely no role in making this movie whatsoever, but I'm... Um, even if 10 people go see it because of this podcast, that would be great. And so Admission, starring Tina Fey and Paul Rudd at a theater near you this weekend, go see it. It looks pretty good. I like Tina Fey a lot. And, well, who doesn't like Paul Rudd, too? Well, you know, also Lily Tomlin's in it. She plays her yeah. mom. And she's actually really – she kind of steals the show in it. Right. She's really, really good. And um, actually, you know, it's funny is it deals with a universe that you and I are familiar with, which is like SAT scores in college admissions. Totally. Um, I did. Here's a, here's a weird story. Uh, I was at the office uh, on one of the days that they were shooting. Uh, they had just started shooting. And uh, I was, they go, oh, do you want to read the script? And so I was reading the script. And um, Oh, you told me about this. Yeah. And uh, I, I noticed, didn't connect the dots that it was this movie. Oh, yeah. I noticed that there was a mistake in the SAT scores. I'm a yeah. nerd. And uh, so I said, hey, you know, there's a mistake here that these scores don't look like that in real life. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And so they, like, called the set and they rewrote the script there because they were shooting, like, that day or the next day, that scene. So so do I you have... get writer's credit for that? No, I get zero. <laughs> I get thanks, Joe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you get a thanks. Um, so that is what's going on in the world of Joe. What's going on in the world of Mike? Not too much. I actually, this last week, this last weekend, I went to the local gay bar. Ooh. You're familiar. It's like a block away from my house. Oh, this and... is the one where you met the homeless guy. Yeah. Tell me what you would do in this situation. So I lost a bet with one of my roommates. Mm-hmm. He, We were like out to frozen yogurt, and there was a really hot guy that walked by, and I was like, I will buy your drinks all night if you go ask that guy for his number. Okay. So, And he's like – he's pretty timid and not – not very daring, so I didn't think that he would actually do it. Okay. But he's he jumped. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, is he hot? The hot guy or my roommate? Your roommate. He's good looking. Okay. Go so on. he jumps up and he goes to ask this guy for his phone number, but the little dickhead he went up and he was like, Hey, my friend said if I ask for your <gasps> phone number, I'm gonna get drinks all night. Oh no. It's a fucking cheater, right? Yeah, that's cheating. But, but I didn't – there were no rules in place, so he got the number. So when we're walking to the car, I was like, okay, you kind of cheated, but if you text him, I will still buy you drinks. Text him and invite him to the to the bar with us. Okay. Now, did you, get, did you think this guy was hot? Oh, my God. It was so hot. He was Wait, like – was he white? Yeah. 
He was white. He was like, Mike Lawson likes a white guy. Shut up. And so we're walking to the car and he texts and he said like, Hey, um, we're all going to hang out at the white horse tonight. I get free drinks. So you should show up, whatever, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the guy responded, I'm on my way to meet my boyfriend. (gasps) So he was gay, but he's like, I'm on my way to meet my boyfriend. I don't think I'll make it. Um, I'm glad that it pays to be daring or something like that, which was nice. Yeah. Okay. So here's the dilemma. So we get to the bar. I'm buying my roommate drinks, a couple drinks. Wait, wouldn't it be amazing if this guy was the boyfriend of the guy you went on the hike with? (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty good. For those of you listening for the first time, Mike, um, had just run in with this guy who maybe wanted to hook up with Mike, but they had a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. So we are at the bar and buying a, he, we're a couple drinks in. And then my other roommate shows up who works in real estate and he sold a house that day that he's been like struggling with. So he was like drinks on me all night. You guys just everything's on me. So my roommate who I lost the bet to is like, Nope, Mike's buying for me. Isn't that what? kind of a dickhead That's move? kind of dick move. He, you know what he should have done? is like, okay, Mike, let's save this for another night or something like that. Okay, save this for another night. Or By the way, this bought... sounds like a, an episode of How I Met Your Brother or something like that. You bought, you bought me a few, so we'll call it even because yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You, oh, yeah. What a jerk. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So that, so that happened. So we're at the bar, the local bar, and there's a guy there named Joel. He always shows up at like midnight when I'm already drunk or like getting ready to leave. And so he shows up and we've we've talked before, we dance together a lot, whatever, but we've never hung out outside of the bar. And he's actually the one I don't know if you remember the other day, he text messaged me and I just saw Joel pop up, but I thought it was Joe. I thought it was you. Okay. And the text message said, like, What's up, homie? And then I responded, Stupid because <laughs> ho- homie. But uh-huh. then I I thought it was you, so I was rude to him. Wait a minute. Like, you should not feel right. Be- you should never feel – I don't like this story. You shouldn't feel okay being rude to me. Well, it was like – because that, if you said, what's up, homie, that is stupid. And I That's was how like, I talk, actually, in real life. Joe, you're being stupid. But for this guy, that's like how he really is. <laughs> okay. So I responded – Wait, hold on. Stop. Is he hot? Yeah, he's really good looking. Oh, God. Okay. So I responded, stupid. And... Wait, is he white? No. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, what is he? I don't really know. I what? think he's That's so hot. He's African American and Ooh. maybe something else. Ooh. So I responded, stupid. And then he was like, whoa, calling me stupid. And then I played it off as a joke. I was like, haha, whatever. But, okay. So and he wanted to go to a movie, but I already had plans. So that was that time. And then wait, who were you going to the movie with? No, he wanted to go to the movies. Yeah, I know, but who did you have plans with? Oh, I don't remember what my plans were. It was like I had work to do or something. It was uh, like a Wednesday night. You are the worst <laughs> fucking gay guy. I swear to God. You're I'm sorry. I guy. have a job. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, so. This weekend at the bar, he shows up. We're same old story, dancing and talking and drinking, whatever. And I get pretty drunk because I wasn't buying. And then, like, I'm getting ready to go home, and he just starts following me home. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, like, he just starts walking with me. And I was like, well, I'm going home. And he was like, all right, let's go. (gasps) So he comes to my house. And then the next morning, <laughs> skip to the next morning. Wait, why? What happened? <laughs> well, I maybe I got laid. Okay. <gasps> oh, my God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Finally, you do something right. Wait, okay. Sorry. Uh, wh- uh, now that I have your attention, though, really quickly, I want to go back to something. Do you still get the Asian glow when you drink? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I don't know why anyone would know. When Mike drinks, he gets that like you know how Asian people get super super red and hot. So does Mike. It has something to do with like an enzyme. Yeah, they can't break breaking down, down alcohol. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if it has to do with your diabetes as well. Maybe I don't really drink hard liquor as much as I used to. 
Mm-hmm. I kind of stick to like beer. So yeah, I okay. He, so okay, speaking of uh, getting hot and flushed, what happened with Joel? So he comes over and that's it. So the next morning when we're waking up, he he works like seven days a week. He's a cook at uh, he owns like a food truck catering company sort of thing. Okay, so now we know he's half Mexican too. All right. we know what the other part is so he's waking up and he's like i had to go to work whatever he's getting ready and he's like i can't find my phone so i pick up my phone and i call it call it and i hear it ringing like from my nightstand and he's like looking all over and he's like maybe it's in my jacket and he's like going the wrong direction and i look at my nightstand and under my nightstand his phone is there so it like fell behind the nightstand yeah so i pick it up as it's still ringing and in the phone, my phone number's there, and it says, Mark, question mark. Oh, that is what? the <laughs> most horrible, horrible story I have ever heard. So he doesn't life. even know my name. No. No. Oh yeah. my god. I know. So oh I didn't god. I didn't even like address it. I just said, Oh, found your phone, it's right here and I gave it to him and <gasps> that was that. Oh no. Unfortunately the story doesn't end. So he leaves and I go back to sleep for like twelve hours and then when I wake up on my dresser where like he, he put his like wallet and his keys and everything, on my dresser his fucking watch is there and it's a nice watch. And I'm like, ugh, now I have to make sure he gets this. Mm-hmm. So I text messaged him and said something cute like, um, oldest trick in the book, leaving your watch so you'll have an excuse to see me again. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure wait, I'll wait, see wait, him wait, at wait, the wait, bar wait, again, what, did he, what did he say? And then he responded like, well, if I wasn't, it was kind of dirty. He's like, well, if I was allowed to sleep instead of kept all uh, kept up all night, maybe I would have been thinking clearer in the morning. Something uh, like that. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Okay. Is Okay, now we've slept with him. Yeah. You know, gay guys work backwards from straight people in so many ways. Sometimes, yeah. And so, um, don't be Mr. Gay Politically Correct. He and doesn't so, even know my name. Okay. I know where but, you're going but, with these questions, and he doesn't even know my name. But that's the thing. Gay guys start... Um, let me let me tell you this. I once um, messed around with a guy where we worked backwards. Like, the first thing we started with was blowjobs and then the last thing we ever the last hurdle we 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 tackled was kissing sure okay and then so it starts with like double penetration yeah then single penetration yeah blowjobs starts with an orgy yeah (laughs) and then okay so let's go so is there any other news on joel so you're gonna see him there's the one i'm certainly gonna see him at the bar again he's there all the time is this somebody that you'd want to have a relationship with? I don't know. I, I, I can't say because I've I've seriously talked to him on a loud dance floor, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I've had deep conversations with him. He's a very nice guy. He's polite. He's incredibly handsome. Yeah, sounds like the kind of guy I wouldn't want to date. <laughs> sounds like a throwaway to me. No, I'm just saying I I don't know substance if he's like enjoyable to talk to because we've had you know few word conversations well you know like i said you know things work backwards in gay relationships and so now it's time that you hooked up with him yeah you know you spent a night with him now he can learn your name well yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not i mean i've certainly had things work backwards before remember philip we Mm -hmm. met and we i mean we hooked up the first night that we knew each other and then we dated for years so i get that so what's going on in San Francisco? What's the news? What's the tea? What's the tea? Well, first of all, I think you've already heard about this story, but in Oakland, there was a guy on the most wanted list. His name's Chow Van, and he wa- he has no criminal record, but he was on Oakland's most wanted list. That's usually how it works. For an unsolved assault. And mm-hmm. so when he saw his name on the list, he like hid out in his house for like a week. And then finally he went to the police and they threw him in jail for 72 hours. Wait, 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 no wait, warrant wait. for his arrest. Wait, I'm confused by the story. So 
he was on a, a most wanted list. He found out he was on a most wanted list, so he went to the police. Well, first he hid out in his house for a week because he didn't know what to do. <laughs> then he went to the police. <laughs> this was so happened to me. Okay, go on. And they threw him in jail for 72 hours, what? even though there was no warrant for his arrest. And eventually they let him go. And then after that, it took six months to get his name off of the list. What? So the reason it's in the news now is because he's suing, uh, saying that he deserves money for all of the stress that they've caused him with this mm. careless mistake. Mm. There's So far, I don't know too much like how the city's responding, but... Well, the mistake he made was he should have gone to see a lawyer first and said, look, uh, I don't know what this is, and then had the lawyer when he went into jail. I wouldn't go to the police first. Yeah, it's hard, though. I think, like, he's... If you're a completely innocent person, I think it's very natural to just be like, hey, police, I think you guys got the wrong name on man on your list because mm -hmm. I've done absolutely nothing. Do you know what I mean? And, like, and you, so what are the police saying about this? Well, they – I guess now the police are going to defend themselves in this case saying that there was a good reason for him to be on the list. But that uh, immediately when this story hit last week, that that was not the case. They weren't here's saying what, that. Here's what I don't get with these police and these people who are sued or whatever, these big organizations like this – it was Oakland you said? Yeah. Okay, Oakland, and this, uh, something similar is going on here in L.A., and I'll get to that in a second, even though it's not a news story I have. But, like, look, lawyers cost a lot of money on both ends. And if you know you did something wrong and you're this big organization, just pay a f the fucking money and settle out, you know? Like, I don't know why they do this. I don't know why they fight it. Um, just pay the guy some money. You did something wrong, and he'll do it. The same thing over here in L.A. You know the, the two Mexican ladies who got shot up by the LAPD because they thought it was Chris Dorner? Mm -hmm. There was all this drama this week because they still haven't gotten a new car as they were promised. Well, no. Here's the trick. It's really even more fucked up than that. This place, Galpin Ford, over here in Southern California, tells them, works with the LAPD and says, Hey, look, um, we'll give them a truck. You know, And they're like, oh, great. But then there was conditions with the LAPD said, well, we're going to give you this brand new truck. But uh, the conditions are you need to pose for pictures with the LAPD and the truck and um, pay all the taxes on the truck. Ugh. And they're like, no. So they're suing the LAPD for like not even a lot of money, like $40,000 or something like that. And the LAPD is like, no. And you're like, what? You just shot these people randomly with no cause because they were delivering newspapers. Right. What the hell is the matter with you? And same with this guy. Like, he got publicly defamed, uh, wrongly arrested, and treated, I'm sure, like shit. So I think he deserves some money. I don't know how much money he's asking for, but I, I don't know. I think he deserves something. And I also think, and this is kind of where the public outcry comes from, Oakland in the past month has had a lot of attention on it and on the police department because there's been a lot of murders. At least once a week, somebody's dying in the streets of Oakland. So there's like tons of real criminals in the city, and they're putting manpower behind something stupid like this. So. I, don't under, I don't understand how that stuff happens. I don't really get it either. And it kind of goes to the story you talked about last week. A typo could really ruin someone's life. Ugh, I'm so afraid of typos. I yeah. can't even emphasize how afraid of typos I am. There was even – I remember a story. I think it was in Texas. Some woman got a, a phone call from the police department. Do you remember this? And she no. went she went to the police station. She was doing some sort of fundraising through charity, and she thought the phone call was about that. She goes – she rolls into the police station. Hey, I'm so-and-so. You guys gave me a call. They arrested her. What? For murder. <gasps> she what? Got, double homicide. She got put on trial, and it took her several years after getting tried for murder to eventually prove her innocence. I'm telling you, this is a huge fear of mine of being wrongly accused of murder. I'm not joking. There was one time – I had to th – he's, okay, I can say this because he's sober now. But I had a friend who was a total – alcohol he was a boozer this guy loved glug 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 this guy loved to drink and he's not from california but every time he'd come to california we'd go out and we i would get in so much trouble with this guy he was one of those drunks that causes trouble mm -hmm. so one time we, we we closed down the abbey okay right C closed it down and i didn't drink that much kind of drive back to newport but um we're walking we so we're leaving and it's just like the streets empty out it's two in the morning right 
And as we walk by, there's this, this actually, he was really hot. There's like James Franco type, just mm-hmm. sit, like literally on Santa Monica Boulevard by himself in a leather jacket, smoking a cigarette. Imagine James Franco. Okay. And we just start talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I'm just standing here. And then he and my friend hit it off, right? I'll call him Chuck. My friend Chuck and he and my friend Chuck hit it off. And um, he starts walking with us. And they're like clearly going to fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I just wanted to get back to Newport. I was tired. So we're walking, and, and Chuck was staying in a hotel on on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood. It was walking distance. So when we get to my car, we split off. And I'm like, all right, see you, Chuck. And then I drive away. And then as soon as I drive away, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know who this guy is that went to the hotel with Chuck. I don't know anything about him. And I started freaking out. So the next day... I'm calling Chuck and calling Chuck. He's not answering. And I'm not joking. I went and took a serious anxiety attack because I was like, oh, no, Chuck got murdered. And the only person they're going to know he was with, and I I love how I wasn't even worried about whether he was murdered or not. (laughs) I was really like, they're going to think I murdered him because he was the last person anyone saw with. I was the last person anyone saw him with. No one saw us with this other guy, James Franco. But luckily, Chuck called me, and he was fine, and everything turned out okay. But I think I this really... is the law and order effect. So yes, we, we yes. get so involved in these TV shows that show people getting accused of things they didn't do or people that did things and, like, are leaving trails. So I have found myself, like, thinking, well, do I have an alibi tonight? Like, if, yes, if no, I get I'm accused of something, I've, I'm seriously sitting in my room all alone, and nobody knows I'm here. I could get accused I'm, of anything, and I can't prove I'm that it wasn't same here. Way. I'm the same way. That's weird. Do you ever think about having your fingerprints or DNA somewhere? And like you <laughs> – or no. No, I would never do that either. I'm just saying. What? Like do you ever <laughs> – do you ever like, I don't know, pee at someone's house, and you're like, oh, my God, my DNA is in their house now? No, me neither. That's stupid. You're right. Okay, anyway, um, have you heard about this Little Wayne drama? Um, Little Wayne, no, tell me, maybe. It it's was on Twitter, story. right? He did something on Twitter. Well, yeah, Twitter's involved here. So TMZ, here's the basic, it's a really simple story. So on the T- second page of my newspaper, it has all the Hollywood dish. So okay. it was there, and it said, like, Little Wayne Twitter, and that's all I know, because okay. I don't really read it. All right, I can, I can fill you in. I'm going to give you the T here on this. Lil Wayne, according to TMZ, Lil Wayne is on his deathbed. Lil Wayne's dying, okay? But from Lil Wayne's people, I'm sorry, I keep saying, like, I'm like my mom. Little Wayne, <laughs> from Lil Wayne, his camp, they're like, um, no, he's fine. He's watching TV. He's completely fine. And TMZ's like, no, he's dying. Basically, I guess Lil Wayne already suffers from seizures, but he's been doing this drug called, like, Slizerp or something like that. It's like a purple drink that's like laced with codeine. And he was doing it and he went into this crazy seizure. seizure. So they took him to a hospital in LA, Cedar sinai And the various reports coming out were that they had to put him in an induced coma. They couldn't stop his seizures. They had to put him into a coma. Oh my God. It's now, like, like Hugo said, Chavez. Like his people don't want everyone to know he's actually dead. Yeah. So like here's the other thing. is So like TMZ is saying <laughs> – Lil Wayne is just like Hugo Chavez. They're not that different. <laughs> Um, so Lil Wayne, all of a sudden, cause TMZ says he's dying. He tweets like, Hey everyone, I'm okay. See you later. You know, or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter, TMZ's come back and like, um, the ISP doesn't really match. Not ISP. What is it? The address? IP. 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 The IP doesn't match, um, Cedar Sinai's IP address or like, or like they're, they're, um, I guess you can use an IP to figure out where they are. Well, the if it's on a cell, if it's on a cell, no, it but, could be anyone, but, no, but I guess you can use whatever they're tweeting from to find out where they are. So maybe it's not IP, but it doesn't match the location of Cedar sinai hmm. So they're, like, still saying that he's dying. So that's the big drama. So either Lil Wayne's dying or he's completely fine, which I think – I actually going to believe TMZ. Well, it's the same the- news as last week then. That's, a, that's the same thing we could have said last week. Lil Wayne is either dead or alive. Yeah, but here's the drama. If I was in Lil Wayne's camp, I would be like, – Tweeting pics of Lil Wayne, like thumbs up, like I'm alive. Yeah, next to today's newspaper. Mm-hmm, but he's not. So I'm thinking Lil Wayne might be in trouble. Well, he might look like shit. 
Oh, yeah. Well, Maybe he, like, can't he open his already. eyes. What do you think about this Pope thing? Whatever. I I don't know. I think Sinead O'Connor had it right 20 years ago or whatever. It's a random reference. Well, not really with the Pope. The picture of the Pope, remember? I just, well, I, organized religion to me is, turns me off completely, so. Well, actually, it was really just, I just really wanted to talk about how I was watching the coverage of the Pope. And this Anderson Cooper was interviewing this uh, this really hot Italian guy. Now, I've been watching all day. And Anderson Cooper would talk to some stupid girl. And he'd be like, oh, what do you think? And she'd be like, oh, this is great. All right. Anyway, back to you, Christian. But this hot Italian guy, Anderson, was like, oh, so where are you from? Oh, really? Oh, and you love the Pope? That's awesome. Oh, and well, great. Oh, and where do you go to school? Like, super interested in this hot Italian. And His like, boyfriend oh. is like a dark, tall, dark, yeah. handsome man. He loves the Latinos, I know. Yeah. I know. Do you remember the time that I emailed Anderson Cooper? Yes, with my fantastic joke. Oh, was it your joke? Yes, girl, you don't remember this? No, I barely remember the story. I remember he emailed me back, though. So yes, here's what happened. Let me tell the story real quick. Okay, so you tell the story. I just got a TiVo. But I want everyone to know it's my joke. I got a TiVo for the very first time, and this is like before DVR, so... This was like incredible technology. And I was going to start watching Anderson Cooper because, one, he's dreamy, and, two, I needed a news source. So I started watching Anderson Cooper, and on the very first week that I was watching it, all five days of the week, he was out, and somebody was, like, replacing him. So on AndersonCooper.com or whatever, there's, like, a contact us form, and I didn't think I was emailing Anderson Cooper. Or it might have said, like, email Anderson, but I didn't think that it would actually go to the real Anderson Cooper. So I emailed him a very good joke that I guess Joe made up. Uh, I can tell you're mad because you don't remember that I made it up. But okay, I'm not mad. I don't. I seriously don't care. So I emailed him wait, wait, and I said, "Before you say it, before you say it, people listening, listen to this joke, and you tell me who you think made it up." Thank you. This is how good the joke is. So I emailed and I said, and I said, I just started watching Anderson Cooper 360, but I didn't know that the 360 in the title referred to the number of days Anderson takes vacation. And then he responded and he said, actually, I've been in, I don't know, like Afghanistan for the past seven days reporting in a like in a war zone, risking my life, something like that. <laughs> he actually said, ouch. And then oh, he, he did say, ouch, you're right. Mm -hmm. He said, ouch, I'm actually in a war zone in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there you go. Anderson Cooper loves Italian man and hates Mike Lawson. It was a solid joke. Good job, Joe. It's a solid joke. Well, good job for, I, well, I never told you to email it to him. You emailed it to him. So that's good for you. Oh. Um, I, by the way, oh, I, that was like seven years ago. And I've been telling that story for seven years saying that I told that joke. So <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you can have the joke. Why don't we say we co-wrote it? Why don't we do that? We co-wrote okay, it. Okay, in a way, like you said it, and I'm the one that physically wrote it and put it into tangible it, yeah, written Yeah, we co-wrote it. We co-wrote it. Okay, okay. Ugh, I'm so trapped in this house right now. Cause of Why? This, well, it's, this is not a real news story. just because of this marathon. So when we're oh. done, there's an Ellie marathon going on today, mm -hmm. and, ugh, and now I'm just trapped, and I'm back in the gilded cage. And there's all these bicycle riders going up and down PCH, which, you know, we, we talked about this briefly yesterday. I hate people on bicycles. I hate them, too. It's, San Francisco bicycle riders are way different than Phoenix bicycle riders and Orange County bicycle riders. LA They're like bad. commuters, commuters on bikes. Oh, yeah. They don't really have that out here. Ugh. Oh, what are the commuters on bikes? They're aggressive. And, and the way to describe it is they want to be treated like cars. But then they also want special rights. Like they don't want to stop at lights and they don't want to yield for pedestrians like no, a car would. No, no, So it's not separate but equal. They, they act like the bike, the, the bike doesn't come with brakes. Like, oh, I can't stop. You know, right. like, yeah, no, 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 no. See, the one where I am, it's mostly um, weekend um, bicyclists and they're all in their – they all think they're Lance Armstrong. In their neon colors. Neon and... colors. And then, mm -hmm. they're the, but they're the same way. They don't yield for pedestrians. They yell at me because sometimes I have to, where I am, I have to park on the side of the road. It's kind of right. in their way. They're like, oh, get out of the way, get out of the way. And they're yelling at me. They're the worst people on earth. They take up, ugh, don't need, and I know, look, two things. I know we're going to get messages about this because my best friend, Adam, who I mentioned earlier. 
Oh, he's a serious bicyclist. B- serious bicyclist, like the weekend kind, like I hate, but also commutes to work. Oh, he's both. On a bike. He's both. Uh. He's the worst of the worst. And you could tell that he is one of those people that yells. I'm sure if you're a serious bicyclist, I'm sure you've been in a situation where a motorist has done something stupid and put your life in danger. Okay? I'm sure of it. So maybe they're extra sensitive to people who aren't stupid and aren't putting their lives in danger, but they just don't want it to get to that point again because they have seen it before. Do you think? Are you trying to apologize for them? No, 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 no. Well, now that you said Adam's listening and I started No, I don't care. I'll tell him him to his face he's a terrible person. (laughs) He's a terrible person with these bikes and the getting in people. Look, I don't mind if a bike stays in the bike lane and obeys the rules of traffic. And here's the emails we're going to get. I can already tell you. And I don't want to hear it. The emails are going to be like, oh, yeah, don't blame bicyclists for the problems of a few. It's not a few. It's all of them. It's every single one. If you knew where I am. And there's bicyclists going by every single time. Every single one of them is a horrible human being. <laughs> Thank you. What do you? What are you doing next week? Hey, wait! Did you go to Richard Simmons? No. Ugh. I didn't go to Richard Simmons. And I got. You know what? Speaking of old business, and speaking of my best friend Adam, I need to tell you something. Adam called me. He was furious last week. I already know what this is about. I know. I already told you. He was furious last week because he was like, how did you let Mike get away with his uh, naming of iconic San Francisco movies? And Mike's idea of iconic San Francisco movies are Mrs. Doubtfire. What was it again? The Gods Must Be Crazy or what what was it? (laughs) (laughs) The Gods Must Be Crazy was filmed in San Francisco, if you didn't know. (laughs) By the way, it's a movie about an African who gets hit in the head with a Coke bottle. Wait, okay, hold wait. on. We need to step back because you're you're stupid. And the thing Adam said is stupid too. Because if, if Adam actually said that, I should say. Because I'm sure you would never exaggerate somebody's comments, but maybe you did in this case. Okay. You said that I called these movies iconic San Francisco movies. I never said the word iconic. Ever. It, All I said was I wanted to go rewatch, meaning movies I've already watched. I wanted to go rewatch some movies that were filmed in San Francisco because now I probably know places they were filmed. And the three movies you came up with were Sister Act. Because I've seen it. Uh huh. Mrs. Doubtfire. Because I've seen it. Yep. And what was the third one? Um, Vertigo. No, 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 no. It wasn't Vertigo. Vertigo came up in the conversation because I said Vertigo, Bullet, and The Graduate. Are all take place in, in San Francisco. So, you know what you may want to try and find too? I don't know if it's on Netflix, is the old Michael Douglas TV show. And um, I forget the other guy's name, uh, Carl, Carl somebody or other. Um, Michael Douglas, Carl, somebody, um, Streets of San Francisco. It was an old 70s cop show. Hmm. And they filmed that all over San Francisco. Or you can also watch The Real World San Francisco with Pedro. Oh, I love that season. And and Puck, that's a really good season. That was when it was still good. Yeah, it, it stopped. It stopped getting good. I think that I was say, the last really good season. Mm, it, I it liked, was still okay after that. Hawaii yeah. is when I stopped watching. After Hawaii that. was good. I think New Orleans was good. What was good? Uh, New Orleans. Remember, there was the gay kid who had the boyfriend in the military. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I already stopped watching by that point. I stopped watching by that point. I'm. I think that was like the first season with a hot tub. So it was like all downhill from there. Yeah. Boston was good. Uh, Miami was good. Yeah. So I, I think New Orleans oh, was the first Miami, one I started watching. Oh, Miami. Yeah. Miami was good. So wait, this week, you know what? I'm be honest with you. I forgot to think about what I was doing this week. Oh, I'm not really doing much this week. I'm sure adventures will happen, but um, not really much going on. I don't have tons planned. My birthday is this week, by the way, Tuesday. So oh. I'm turning 32, but I have no plans for my birthday. I don't. I'm not a birthday celebrator. Oh, really? That's shocking. You're such a fun-loving person on the show. I'll keep the silence going. <laughs> I'm, I actually don't like the birthday attention, and I thought about maybe not even bringing it up right now. But So everyone on, on uh, Mike's birthday, tweet him a message um, at Mr. Mike Lawson. Or leave an iTunes review. That would be a wonderful you know birthday what? present. 
everyone really seriously and i'm going to start hitting up my friends if you're my friend and you're listening and you have not left an itunes review you're no you longer my friend getting, you will be getting a fucking phone call from me you're going to get it and uh yeah just so you know please leave an itunes review it really 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 does help us out and it gives something it actually gives something to me and mike to talk about that day actually true um, I believe we need to give some shout-outs, but I need, we might have to pause here because I need to pull that up. I know there's one for sure I have to give out. Next weekend, by the way, I'm speaking at another conference in Santa Clara. So that's on my list, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, you know what's sad is I know I'm going to think of things I'm doing this week, and I just can't remember. That's okay. Okay. The first one is from a guy named Tom Colton, even though I know him as Tommy Colton, uh, a former student of mine. He's staying in England right now. He's the spitting image of Prince Harry, right? And he left us a nice review. I want to tell you something, though. I was uh, on his Facebook. He has a picture. He has this hot, hot, hot friend. I want the hot friend to listen to the show. Tommy, if you're listening to the show, I want your hot friend with the gay face. Even though I'm thinking, I wonder if I just think he has a gay face because I want him to be gay. <laughs> Uh, we also have one from, um, oh, I think, Mike, you know this person, RCMTZ. Oh, yeah, uh, RC Martinez. Oh. Thank you, RC. He um, listens to my other show, and he comes up with the most disgusting and foul addresses ever. No one cares about your other show. Um, our old friend. What's on com. <laughs> our old friend Katie Noon left us a oh, very, she did? very nice. I yeah, didn't see did. it. Oh, yeah, she left us a very, very nice review. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Katie. Yes. And then also, um, I can't tell. Now, this it's the kind drummer it left us an iTunes review. Now, I know this, I believe, is my friend Beth, even though that's her husband's username. But I don't think her husband would listen to the A, the podcast, or B, leave a review. Right. So I'm going to say Beth left us a review. Like on thank his you. computer or whatever. Yeah, or on his iTunes account. So, Beth, thank you very for the, much for the kind review. Katie, thank you for the kind review. R.C. Martinez, thank you for the kind review. Tommy Colton, thank you for the kind review. Tell your hot friend to listen to the show. Look, here's the deal. Anybody this, out this there. This could be to anyone, yeah. Everyone with hot friends, yeah. tell them to we listen to the show. Okay, so that was another episode of Catching Up. Mike, it was very nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Follow us on Twitter at CU Podcast. Like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash CU Podcast. Check out the show notes and find links to our personal Twitter accounts on our website, cupodcast.com. Um, uh, um, 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 well, um, um.